Well, greetings all of our family and friends. This is the senior pastor of This Rock International, Apostle Nathaniel Leon. I'm excited to welcome you all to our Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast. We're excited to be joining you today from beautiful Southern California in Riverside. We're believing God to move in a mighty, mighty way. We are in expectation of what God is going to speak today. There is going to be a word for you. So I'm going to give you just a minute, if you would, to join in, to share the podcast, to like the podcast those joining in from YouTube, from Facebook, those joining in, uh, listening from uh, our uh, Charisma Podcast Network. The Lord bless you and welcome to the podcast. We're believing for God's grace to abound and for there to be a mighty, mighty move of God. So good to see you, Sister Melissa. Uh, wherever you're joining in, please be sure to share that podcast, to like the podcast, and to just let somebody know we're on. I'm going to ask you to do the work of the evangelist. We tell you every week, what is that work? The work of the evangelist is to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And as you share that button and hit that like, hit that share, you're helping us expand the reach and the influence of the word of the Lord on this podcast. So we'll pray you do that. Sister V, so good to see you. Welcome. Pastor Jaime, praise the Lord. Welcome. So good to see you. Sister Lorraine, blessings, greetings. Welcome to the broadcast. Sister Barbara, thank you for sharing. We're praying the grace of the Lord over you and your family. I'm doing the same. Uh, we're praying that as we share this podcast that God's grace and God's power would minister mightily today. We are in a new season and a new time. And I believe God has great things in store for us today. We're going to hear the word of the Lord. And I believe we're going to be impacted mightily for the purpose of the Lord and the plan of God to be revealed in a great and awesome way. So wherever you're joining me from, we pray the grace of the Lord over you. And we're asking for God's favor to abound in each one of our lives. We're asking for God's goodness and mercy to be revealed. So thank you for joining us. We believe that God is going to speak today in a mighty, mighty way. So please also let me know where you're joining from, uh, uh, where you're watching from. We want to ask that God's grace would rest upon you and upon your household, on your territory. One of the, the name, again, the name of this podcast is Freedom Global prophetic podcast and we're believing for a sound of freedom a sound of deliverance a sound of healing to go through the airwaves and wherever you're watching a global move of god is what we are in anticipation for the move of healing the move of deliverance the move of salvation we're praying over that grace according to the word sister lorraine from south africa so good to see you sister barbara from fresno blessings to the lord blessings to you sister eunice welcome to the podcast sister melissa from Riverside. But we believe in a global move of God. You see the United States flag behind me. I'm not just representing the United States. I believe we're representing the kingdom of God. But we want a move of God in Fresno. We want a move of God in South Africa. So good to see you, Linda. We want a move of God from the UK, from London, wherever you're watching from. We believe the Bible says that through Christ and through the seed, which is Christ, all nations would be blessed. Every nation, every tribe, every kindred can be touched can be healed and can be delivered. Blessing Sister Violet, so good to see you. Welcome to the podcast, Sister Yolanda. Blessings to you and your husband. We're praying over all of you watching. We're going to get straight to the word of the Lord. If you have your Bibles, uh, you can follow along. Otherwise, the scriptures will be on the screen. We're getting ready to go to the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 21. And we're going to be merging with First uh, Kings in just a minute. We're talking about, of course, freedom in the nations. First Kings 1830 is one of our key verses for, uh, for the raising of the altar. But we're going to start with Romans 821. This is raising the altar week. What does that mean? Uh, we're going to be preparing in just a couple of days, two days from now, to raise the altar again here in California in Riverside. God is going to be moving tremendously, but uh, let's 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 take a, a quick moment. Here is what Romans eight verse twenty one says. Uh, Romans eight twenty one says, because the creature itself shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. And I want to encourage you listening. God has deliverance in mind. God has salvation in mind. God has breakthrough in mind. God wants liberty. God doesn't only want freedom. He wants glorious freedom. And we're believing for freedom in America, freedom in South Africa, freedom in UK, London. We're believing that freedom is coming to the nations of the earth. I'm going to pray 
pray a moment. I'm going to ask you to pray with me, and we're believing that God is going to move supernaturally. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that the grace that we're sensing on this line would continue to increase, that the power of your presence would be revealed, and that we would hear from you that which is good, that which is whole, that which is right. Let miracles come. Let salvation come. Let deliverance come. Let the fire of your presence be seen. I ask you that you would open ears uh, to hear and hearts to discern the word of the Lord. I pray that there would be a release of the grace of Almighty God as never before over this podcast. I ask for miracles and signs and wonders to accompany the teaching and preaching of your word. Let it come forth with power. Let it come forth with authority. Let it come forth with vision and clarity so that we would see what eye has not seen and hear what ear has not heard. Open up our hearts to discern the truth of your word. Give us vision, wisdom, and revelation to know the end of the matter. You declare that the end of a thing is better than its beginning. So I ask you now, according to your word, for a supernatural grace to come upon every hearer today of your word. And this we ask according to your word and according to your promise. This I pray in Jesus' mighty name. Let the grace of your presence come. Let the power of your victory go forward and let your goodness and mercy be revealed. This I pray in Jesus' mighty name. I ask you for it and I I seal it now in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen and amen. So we're grateful. We're grateful for what you're going to do today. I want to welcome you again to our Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast. Let me ask you one more time to, to be sure to share the podcast, like the podcast. Bless you, Brother Ray. So good to see you. Uh, thank you for joining us, Sister Eunice, again. We're glad you're with us. We believe God is going to speak in a supernatural way. We are in a new season. I don't believe that season is coming. I believe the season is here now. And I believe God is going to release a grace and a release a new measure of his power than we've ever seen before let's let's read here in romans chapter 8 21 i'm going to read that again here's what the scripture says because creation itself shall be delivered and i believe that god is going to release a freedom and a deliverance over every area of our lives that we're going to see creation we're going to see land and property territories and regions delivered by the power of the presence of god if you're listening to me i declare you are a part of that creation in the beginning genesis chapter number 1 verse 1 tells us in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth and the earth had no form and it was void. In the beginning, God created. I want to tell you, God is the creator of everything we see. And I know man might not might like, like that. Humanism may not like that. Uh, uh, secularism may not like that. Atheism may not like that. Uh, all these isms, they may not like this, but God is the creator. And because he's the, he's the creator, he has the power to put intent beyond behind his creation. You didn't make ourselves. We didn't we, we didn't form ourselves. He made us. And because he made us, he put purpose on the inside of us. He put destiny on the inside of us. Blessing Brother Jaime. Uh, so good to see you. Verse 2 says, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. So the earth was, was created, but had not been formed. God creates us. We come from our womb the womb of our mother were created, but we must be formed for nine months in the womb. Then we're born, but we're still growing into formation. Who we are at our infancy is not who we are in our thirties and forties and twenties. We are created, but must form and be fashioned. Verse two says, and the earth had no form. And because it was formless, it was void of purpose. See, when something is not formed, it is not fulfilling its purpose. God wants you to walk in your purpose. God wants you to walk in the plan of God for your life. Uh, God wants you to move and release grace and power so that he can be glorified through your life. Whatever is without formation is without purpose. And if you're not formed, see, if God called you to be a doctor, uh, let me encourage you, you've got to go to medical school. You can be anointed as you want, but you've got to go through the training and the equipping. If God called you to be a musician, you've got to go and learn music and notes and songs. If God called you to be a preacher, you've got to spend time in the presence of God, hearing the voice of God, and also knowing the word of God. Whatever you were called to do, you must learn that thing so you can fulfill that thing. 
if you're listening under the sound of my voice, I declare God is not only creating, but he's forming. The Bible says the earth had no, was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Where there is no formation and there is no purpose, darkness prevails. But here is the answer. The spirit of God moved on the face of the waters. Verse number three, and God said, when God spoke and God released the first word, light came out of his mouth. And now we know light is moving at 186,000 miles per second. And light is still moving. Light is still advancing. Light is still moving forward. Bless you, Minister Reuben. So good to see you. Blessings to you and your wife. That, that light is moving and forming. So everything that was created needed formation. It needed purpose. And it needed light. And light came by the measure of a word. Verse 4 says, And God saw that the light was good and he divided the light from the darkness with his words. If you're listening to me, you are creation. Your family was created. Your children were created and your children and your family and everything created needs the word. It needs a word out of the mouth of God. My word isn't enough. Your word isn't enough, but the word of almighty God, the creator of heaven and earth is enough to divide light from darkness, to divide sickness from healing, to divide brokenness from restoration, to divide a pain and chain from liberation. Everything created, Romans 8, 21 says, everything created, all of creation itself shall be delivered. I want to tell you, God wants to deliver creation. God wants to use you to deliver creation. He wants to use your life and your word and, and your vision. Bless you, Pastora uh, Lorraine. So good to see you. Welcome to the podcast. Brother Angel, welcome to the podcast. Everything created has a self, has a being. We've talked about this before, that in him we move, live and move and have our being. I would encourage you by the spirit, everything existing has a being. It has a, a, a sphere. It has a realm. I want to encourage you by the spirit. God wants you to walk in that authority. God wants you to walk in that power. God wants you to walk in that authority. God wants you to move in another measure, in another realm, because you're called to deliver the darkness. Everything created has a being. The sun has a being. The moon has a being. The earth has a being. The stars have a being. The plants have a being. The animals have a being. Everything, even rocks have a being. The Bible says rocks can cry out, trees can clap, mountains can sing. Are you listening to me? Because everything was created with a word. I've said this before. I'm going to repeat it to you again. Everything we're, they're finding in quantum physics that there are sound waves in all matter. Everything that exists has sound waves in it. I'm, I'm, I'm reiterating this because it, where that science is finally catching up to the Bible. God said, let there be, and there was light. God said, let there be, and there was, there was trees. God said, let there be, and there was plants and animals. God said, let there be, and there was an earth. So everything that exists has the, the word of God inside of it. So when you begin to speak the word, you speak the word of God over your family, over your children. It must respond to not your word, but God's word. The Bible says God has chosen us and creation has a self and it will be delivered. I'm going to decree that again. Everything existed will be delivered, will be set free by the power of his spirit and by the power of his anointing and by the power of his grace. Because the creation itself shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption. I say it before. I'm going to say it again. Bondage is, is a byproduct of corruption. Corruption is not just perversion. It is not just a lack of character, a lack of integrity, a lack of purity. Bondage and corru corruption is perverted power perverted authority. When a man or woman is in authority, in government, in church, in leadership, in any fashion, and that power or authority is perverted to use their power for themselves, to use their authority for their self and not the good of the people, it produces slavery. Slavery is nothing new. Bondage from one man to rule another man is slavery. You were made for dominion over the fish of the sea, the over the fowls of the vows of the air made to rule the beasts of the field and every creeping thing but you are not made to dominate other men 
You are not made to dominate other women. That is the spirit of antichrist. So you've got dominion over creation, over beings, over cities, over territories, over creatures. But in, uh, in the kingdom, you're to lift up other men. Blessings, Pastor Hiram. So good to see you. Welcome to the podcast. Creation itself will be delivered from the bondage of corrupted leadership in government, in, in, in college, in high school, in education spheres, in Hollywood, in the church arena. That there's a, there's a, a, a pouring out of the glory and the mountains, the Bible say, will be brought low and the valleys will be brought high. The things that are high are going to come low and the things that are low are going to come high. The crooked way is going to be made straight and the rough places are going to be made smooth. It's going to bring divine justice. This is what the glory does. He says that the, the creation itself will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious freedom of the sons and daughters of God. And one thing the sons and daughters of God must do is take on the image and the likeness of the kingdom of God. Go to 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 30. This is raising the altar week. And one of the reasons we have taken on the initiative, uh, bless you, Brother Zenny, so good to see you. Welcome to the podcast. Nancy, welcome to the podcast. One of the reasons we are raising the altar, we are in a similar situation as Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 30. The Bible says that Elijah, Elijah is in a generation that has turned from the Lord. King Ahab is ruling the people under the influence of Jezebel. Now, the word Jezebel means Baal has exalted. Not all promotion comes from the Lord. Not every opportunity comes from God. Jesus had to resist the temptation to turn the stones into bread. Jesus had to resist the temptation to throw himself off of the cliff and have the people in the earth see him and have the earth, uh, the earth responded uh, out of timing. Jesus had to be willing to resist the kingdom of the glory of the ages and worship no other God but Jehovah, not Satan. The devil is after your, your worship. This is the enemy. The enemy wants to take from us what is not ours. But Elijah understood he must resist. So the Bible says Elijah rose up and said to the king, until you repent, until you pull down the, the, the altars of Baal, until you turn back to the Lord. So the nation is backslidden. The nation is in perversion. Now, if you study the, the prophets of Baal and you study Baal worship, you'll find the things that they're trying to legalize and the things they're trying to normalize are the things of the worship of the prophets of Baal. Mutilation, a self-cutting was a part of the, the Baal worship. Uh, sacrifice of babies, uh, abortion, it's uh, to murder babies is a, is a type of Baal worship. Uh, to, for a grown person to lay with a baby, incest or pedophilia, to sleep with a child, that's a part of Baal worship. Well, I don't want to talk about that. That's what we're facing now. There's a movie out, and again, I'm going to repeat it again, called The Sound of Freedom, that, that, that the, the theaters tried to block the big, the big theaters for five years because they don't want people to realize what's going on because the spirit of Molech requires the sacrifice of children. There's a God in the Bible, a deity, a demon, a power, and a prince whose name is Molech, and they required the blood of children to get authority, the blood of children to get wealth, the blood of babies to gain authority in high places. What do you think? we're fighting now and we want to sit on our hands. We want to not fast and pray. We want to live our normal lives when there's a battle between light and darkness happening now. We've got the victory but somebody has to stand up and fight. We've got the authority but somebody has to decree in their, in their mind. I will not bow. I will not compromise. I will stand against this sin and I will call it out. The Bible says the job of the righteous is to lift their voice, to cry aloud and to spare not. That is our job. That is our requirement. So Elijah puts his finger in the king's face and says, until you repent, there will be no rain except at my word. So there has been no rain for three and a half years. They are in a famine. They are in a drought. They are in a, in a crisis of the nation because the people have turned and the people have turned to idol worship because the king has turned to idol worship. And the Bible says that, that, that Elijah rises up and tells the king, there will be no rain until you repent. This is an agriculture. 
agricultural nation. We are all agricultural nations, but this is a specifically agricultural in that they live by their farmland and they live by their water. They, we still live that way now, but in that season to turn off the water, there was no reservoirs. There was no uh, safety nets in position. There was no places where water was stored. So when this happened, extreme famine came and there's a famine in the land and idol worship is prevalent and the church has turned to bear worship. The church has compromised. The church has polluted themselves. The priests of the Lord have turned the wrong way. And Elijah rises up and says, Lord, what is an answer? Verse number 30. And Elijah says to the people, come near to me. And he repaired and he healed the altar of the Lord. He healed the altar of the king. What is an answer? You say, what can we do? It's overwhelming. The devil's running amok in the schools. The devil's running amok on media and social media. The devil's running amok on, 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 uh, uh, on technology. And he's enslaving our children. They are planting seeds to destroy our children with pornography, with, with gender confusion. They are planting seeds to, to destroy the generation to come. While we're sleeping, the enemy is sowing tears at night. While we're resting and we're not raising up a hedge around our children, how to pray and to fast and how to speak in tongues. We've been asleep for too long. I'm speaking to myself, but there must be a people that rise up and say, devil, you cannot have my children. Devil, you cannot have my generation generation. Devil, you cannot have my grandchildren. And you rise like Elijah and say, I will repair the altar of the Lord. I will raise up that altar. I will build what was broken down. I want to tell you, you are the altar of the Lord. You are that living sacrifice. You are that measure. You are that stone that God is going to use to change your city, to change your territory, to change your nation, to change your governor, to change your mayor, to change the, 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 the superintendent of schools, to change the directors of Hollywood. There is a move of God that is going to bring a divine justice and this glorious liberty will bring to nothing the plan of corruption and, and bondage. This spirit of corruption, this spirit of, of, of perversion, this spirit of lack, this spirit to destroy our nations and to enslave our generation to come. We must build an altar. We must repair. The word repair is the word rafa. The word rafa means to heal the altar. God wants to heal the altar. See, the altar is not just a thing it is a living entity it is a living breathing creature and you are that altar verse number 31 says that Elijah begin to repair the altar I need you to put this in the comment sections God is about to repair me I need you to put, God is about to heal my mind and heal my spirit and heal my soul and heal my, heal my identity. God is about to heal the brokenness in your mind and the wound of your past and the trauma of your yesterday. I prophesy in the name above every name that there is help on the way to you. That where you were bound, you're going to be free. That where you were confused, you're going to have answers. That where you were, you were doubting, you're going to find belief. That where you were frustrated, you're going to see the conclusions of the matter and the end of a thing is better than its beginning. Your children are going to be well. Your house is going to be whole, but it's not going to end there. When God does what he does in your house, you're going to take what God does in the nations of the world. Your children will be free and you will free children around the world. Your marriage will be free and you will free marriages around the world. Your body will be healed and you will have a healing ministry. Your finances are going to be well and you're going to be a man or woman who builds houses of God, builds churches and builds orphanages and builds training centers and and builds the kingdom of God. You are a financier in the name of the Lord. I prophesy according to the word, Elijah took 12 stones. Remember, you are lively stones. Peter said, you are living stones. You're a rock from the big rock. You're a little rock. He took 12 stones according to the number of the, twi the tribes of Jacob. So there were 12 tribes and God took 12 stones. Each stone represented a tribe. You represent a tribe. You represent a nation. I know you feel like you're by yourself, but the measure of your warfare is because when you get the victory, your generation gets the victory. When you get the victory, your children get the victory. When you get the victory, your household. This is what is called the law of propitiation, atoning sacrifice that God puts on the shoulders of one who is strong the, the burdens of the many and that when one overcomes the many overcome where is that in the Bible Romans chapter 15 verse 1 tells us the book of Romans that the strong are to bear the infirmities of the weak and the word bear doesn't mean endure with it doesn't mean go through the word bear there Romans again chapter 15 verse 1 to bear means to put on yourself 
We are to bear. The word bear is the word batstazo. Batstazo. To take upon with your hands. To carry. To bear. To put on yourself. To, to carry on your shoulders. So you put on you what they're going through. And then you put on them your anointing. You exchange beauty for ashes. You, you put on. Their, see intercession isn't to pray for somebody. But it's to pray as them. Some of you need to step in the spirit and pray as your son. Is that in the Bible? Yes, it is. He became weak that we could become strong. He became poor that we could become rich. He became broken that we could become healed. He took on our identity so he can put on us his identity. And some of you are confused about how your son's going to get better, how your daughter's going to be delivered. You need to go in the Holy Ghost and step into the spirit where there is no time and there is no Jew, nor Greek, no bond, nor free, no male, nor female all are one in Christ and you need to step into the spirit and move and begin to pray as that son and say in the name of Jesus I take off of them their sin and I lay it on me and I lay that sin that's on me back on the cross I lay that pain and burden and that depression and that confusion and that anger and that bitterness and that frustration I lay that on my shoulders in the name of Jesus but then I don't hold it but I put that back on the altar and I cast my care upon him but I lay on them righteousness I lay on them purity. I lay on them integrity. I, I, I trade my burden for sorrow. I take what is on me and I put it on them, but I take what was on them and put it on me. Then I put it at the altar. Keep reading. Let the weak, let the strong, verse number one, I'll go back to one. Let the strong bear, put on themselves the infirmities of the weak not to please ourself. Here is where we miss it. Here is where we get frustrated. Over and over, I keep hearing, I'm tired, Apostle. I'm frustrated, Apostle. I, I don't feel good, Apostle. Here is the issue, you're living for yourself. Those words are not words of a man who's dead. Those words are not words of a woman who's crucified themselves. When you're not living for yourself, it's not about your pleasure. It's not about your will. It's not about what you want. You're pleasing yourself. And the, the greatest way to destroy yourself is to seek to please yourself. But when you start living for your family and living for your brothers and living for the kingdom and living for the God you serve, you find the liberation. You find the peace that passes understanding. You find a joy that takes over your soul and you realize you're not by yourself you've in, you've engrafted yourself into a kingdom that's greater than yourself oh uh, you don't please yourself verse 2 but let everyone please his neighbor and the word please doesn't mean to be happy oresco to strive to please to accommodate oneself to think about the interest of others to overcome for them not just to make your neighbor happy but to bring them freedom to bring them answers Please, the, now the word neighbor is not someone you sit next to in church, though it should be. It is kingdom citizen, neighbor, plus Sion, friend, kingdom citizen, a kingdom citizen. It says do well with all men, do good to all men, but especially of those of the house of faith, especially of the kingdom citizens. This is a kingdom thing for his good and to their edification. Here is, what, here is what the Bible says, that, that Peter is in a crisis of identity. Peter says, Lord, I'll die for you. And, and Jesus looks back and said, you're going to deny me three times. He says, not me, Lord. Yes, you. Before the cock crows, before the rooster crows, you'll have denied me three times. Three times. The Bible says, but he said, here's what I've done. I've prayed for you, that your faith would not fail you. That after you've been converted... After you've been converted, you will strengthen your brethren. I want to encourage you that there's a conversion happening. I'm not talking about a conversion from darkness to light, even though it is. I'm not talking about just getting saved. I declare there's a conversion. Uh, Luke 22, 32. Jesus said, but I've prayed for you. See, Peter is already a disciple. He's an apostle in training. He's being developed. He's followed Jesus. He's left everything. So he's a Christian, if you would call it. But there's another conversion. And what we don't understand, we are tired and we are frustrated because there's another level of conversion you need to step into. You go from faith to faith, from glory to glory. You're tired and you're frustrated. Not because necessarily your church isn't good. I pray it's an on-fire church. Not necessarily because your family's bad or, or your job is bad. You've been at the same glory too long. 
you go from glory to glory and from faith to faith. You've been at that same dimension too long. Your mind is stale. Your emotions are stale. Your feelings are stale. You're frustrated. You're tired. The brook is dried up. you got to go to another level of glory. It's called conversion. The word conversion, epistrepho, transivity, to translate. To, to, to return to another level of you, to step into another level of wisdom, love, and righteousness, to turn oneself back to God. And that word convert means epi, before, to go back. And the word uh, epi and the word strefo means to turn around. So you turn back to your original state of glory and power because you were with God before the foundation of the world. That's why you're feeling miserable. That's why nothing satisfies. That's why you're feeling empty. That's why you're feeling unfulfilled. When the lights are down and you're going to bed, nothing can fill the void because you were with God before, before you were in your mother's womb, before you ever knew your father, you were in God. God knew you, you knew God, and you're longing for the love you had before and the intimacy you had before. And drugs cannot fill it, alcohol cannot fill it, sex cannot fill it, pornography cannot fill it. You're empty inside. Even ministry can't fill the void. God is the only one who can fill the void on the inside. But he prayed for Peter after he would be converted. He would strengthen the other men around him, the other women around him. I want to tell you, you're going to go through a conversion, a change, a transformation, another level. You say, I've been saved 40 years. It had nothing to do with how long you've been saved. It had nothing to do with how long you've known the Lord. I want to tell you in the name of Jesus, you're, you and I are, I'm going to go through another conversion. I don't want to stay at the same level I'm at. I don't want to stay at the same authority I'm at. I don't want to stay at the same realm that I'm at. I want to go to a new level of glory, a new measure of power, a new realm of kingdom vision. I want to, I don't want to have the same anointing I had last year. You say, Apostle, wasn't that wonderful what you did in 2022? Wasn't it powerful how God moved in 2021? That's beautiful, but I'm going from faith to faith. Whatever is not growing is dying. The measure I had last year is not good enough today. I'm not trying to judge anybody. I'm trying to judge myself. If I judge myself, no man will judge me. If I look internally and say, it's not good enough where I was. My prayer life isn't good enough. My fasting life got to go higher. My worship's got to go deeper. My intimacy with the Lord has to grow. I've got to go from glory to glory. I'm not satisfied with where I am. I need the dead raised. I need the sick healed. I need nations to be changed. I'm looking for a kingdom and I'm looking for a city whose foundations are built on the kingdom that is unshakable. A city whose builder and maker is the Lord. I'm looking for the keys of the kingdom to be the ecclesia in whom the gates of hell doesn't prevail and God grants to us the keys of the kingdom and whatever we bind in the earth I'm looking for a glorious church no matter what I had yesterday it's not enough I'm not satisfied not because I want fame or fortune I want him I want to know him in, in the glory and the powers of his resurrection through the fellowship of his suffering I want to know his heartbeat I want to know his mind I want to know his ways I want to know his in, in, the intricacies that make up God the way he is I want to see what Moses couldn't see I want to know what David couldn't understand I want to go beyond what Paul walked in and you say that's blasphemy the devil is a liar the glory of the latter will be greater than the former the last generation shall be first I've saved the best for last there was a people that would go beyond every measure, every boundary, and push to the fullness of the stature of the measure of Christ, to the measure of God in the earth, walking with us, talking with us, breathing with us. Are you satisfied where you are? Are you hungry for more? Has the enemy pacified us to say this is all there is? We're stuck at the 34th. That's enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. Our generation needs to see God, not just hear God. 1 Kings 18.31, the Bible says that there were 12 stones according to your Bible. And according to your Bible, God took these stones that were named after Jacob. You remember Jacob means deceiver, supplanter, trickster, no, no good, low down. God takes the nobody and makes him a somebody. God takes the low down and makes him upright. God takes the, the, the one who is without character and integrity and purity and raises him up to be a man of integrity. God is a transforming God. How many witnesses do I have that you're not the man you used to be? You're not the woman you used to be. You may not be what you want to be, but you're still on the way. You're going from glory to glory. He said, your name is Jacob, and I took 12 stones according to the tribes. And according to the scripture, he said, he took those stones 
of the sons of Jacob. And the Bible says, under whom Elijah took 12 stones, according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord came. I said, to whom the word of the Lord came. You're not perfect, but did the word of God ever come to you? You haven't got it all together. I haven't got it all together. But has the word of God ever came to you? Did God ever tell you what he would be? Did you ever hear what God, but it ain't come to pass yet, apostle. I'm still struggling, apostle. I ain't fixed it yet. I, I, I didn't ask you if you have the answer. Did God ever speak to you? Did God ever tell you what he would do? When God's word comes to you, the earth is going to change. When God's word comes to you, the, the, the nations are going to change. When God's word, you're going to be changed. God spoke to a Jacob and the word of the Lord came saying, Israel shall be your name. I'm going to give you a new name, a new identity, a new, a new authority, a new, a new realm. I'm going to take you higher. I'm going to take you from low down and a trickster to being a, a prince with God. Someone that prev Israel prevails with God. God wins. I'm going to change your name to God wins. You know what Israel means? God wins. A prince with God, yes. It means God wins. I need you to write that in the comment section. God wins. I'm wounded, but God wins. I'm broken, but God wins. I'm in a battle, but God wins. I'm going through wars and rumors of wars. I'm going through attacks in my family, but God wins. No matter what you're going through, God is going to win this thing. You're not defeated. Ah, uh, but Apostle, you don't know what's happening in my family. You don't know what's happening in my finance. You don't know what's happening when the lights turn off in the dark and you're battling in your mind and in your emotions. God wins. The end of the book is that, let me, let me give you the end of the book. The Bible says at the end of it all, the devil will be cast into a lake of fire. The Antichrist will be cast into an eternal damnation. His fate has been written. It has been sealed. The devil loses this thing. We have a new heaven and a new earth. And those that suffer with him now rule with him forever and forever and forever. God wins in your family. God wins in your children. God wins in your mind. God wins in your emotion. God wins in your spirit. You're battling, but the glory of God is a supernatural power that makes the, the, the impossible possible. And the mountains seem low and the impossible seem doable. God wins. Oh, the devil's a liar. This thing has to bow. This devil has to bow. This lie has to bow. God wins. Are you hearing me? Elijah had a, was given a new name to the people. Each stone represented uh, an old name, but God wrote uh, the new name. Revelation 2, 17 says, God will give, you, uh, will give you a new identity. He wants to give you a new name, a new realm. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. To he that overcomes, I will give what's called hidden manna, hidden revelation, hidden thoughts, hidden identity. See, we've been programmed wrong. Keep that up there, verse Revelation 2, 17. This hidden manna is a new way of thinking, a new way of believing, a new concept. Again, I'll tell you, they came up with the first idea of the first computer by studying the human brain. And you can program your mind. You can train your mind. You can create waves of thinking. But be not conformed. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There's a new manner, a new way of thinking about yourself. And when the mind changes, the body changes. Because when you are not conformed to the world, but you are transformed, metamorphosed by the renewing of your mind, you can prove what is that good and acceptable will of God and service for your life. You can heal the sick and raise the dead. Hidden manna. And when you get the hidden manna, the bread from heaven, the, the words of life about you and about your identity and about your calling and about your destiny. You eat another bread. You eat another. See, you ever been hungry and you wanted food? You wanted a burger? You wanted, you wanted bread? You, you wanted water? Wasn't enough? Liquid? What you needed? Something? You needed nourishment? That is your spirit, sir. Your spirit is hungry. And we're feeding it junk food. You've ever went to the movies and you went to the movie before you went to dinner and you got full off of junk food. You ate the popcorn. You ate the bonbons. You ate the milk duds. You ate, you ate, the, you ate the, the sugary candy. And you're full, but you're not satisfied. You're full, but you're not satisfied. You're not hungry, but you're not satisfied. There's an emptiness on the inside. You know, that's what happened. We filled ourselves with everything but God. Everything but his word. And we're not hungry, but we're not satisfied. We're longing inside for a substance. For man shall not live by bread, but by the word that comes out of the mouth of God. The Bible says that when this manna comes, God gives you a light stone. The word white is light. This stone is like the Urim and the Thum. 
the, the Urim and the Thummim in the Bible. Say, what is that? Look it up. They were stones. Now, this is where the devil got this. This, You know, you ever seen those eight balls that you shake and you ask them a question? Eight ball. I rebuke that witchcraft. Don't, don't be playing with those eight balls. Bind them in Jesus' name. Eight ball. Am I going to have this? And eight ball, am I going to have that? And it gives you an answer. I bind. That's witchcraft. Don't play with stuff like that. But they got that idea from the Urim and the Thummim. In the Bible and the scripture, they would go before the throne and they would ask questions and the, and the Urim and the Thummim would light up and it would tell them, go here. Don't go there. Do this. I want to tell you there is supernatural wisdom and there are white stones, stones of light that you are going to receive from God and they're going to show you what to do and what not to do. They're going to show you the answer. They're going to show you the revelation of what to operate in. They're going to show you how to move in new levels of power. I want to tell you, God is going to give you a light stone, a light stone, a light stone, a stone of light, the Urim and the Thummim. And I'm just going to give you these, uh, 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 these Bible verses. They are stones that, that had light in them and they would light up. Uh, and God would reveal to them answers and questions. All right, 1 Samuel 14, 41, it's regarded, uh, uh, 1 Samuel 14, 41 is a reference. There's nine, there's at least nine different places the Urim and the Thurm appears. Therefore, Simon said, perfect Saul and Jonathan said, and you read 14, 41 down, Exodus 28, 30, uh, Leviticus 8, 8, Deuteronomy. I'm just giving you Bible references. You can find the Urim and the Thurim usage in the Bible. They were guides and they were directions and they were releasing the mind of God and they were showing them where to go. Uh, go back to Revelation 2, 17, just so you know that's in the Bible. It's in the word. He said that you'll get a light stone and the Bible says a new name will be written, but no one knows that name. So a new name of God, and Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Sitkanu, all these names that reveal the nature of God. And each name is an access point to a, a realm of God. You've got to get that name revealed to you so you can see provision. Jehovah Rapha, you can see healing. But this new name is also your new name your new identity. God writes your new name in that stone. God writes your new identity in that stone. That's the issue. God wants to write on the stones of your heart who you really are and what you really have and how you can operate. First Kings 18 31 says that he took those 12 stones according to the scripture 1830 1831 and the Bible says they, they said Israel will be thy name. You will get a new name. Verse 32 and there the Bible says he built an altar and with the stones, he built an altar in the name of the Lord. God builds altar with living stones, lively stones. God builds altar with lively stones, lively stones in the Bible. According to 1 Peter 2, 9, we are those living stones. 1 Peter 2, verse 9 tells us, we are those living, lively stones, but ye are a chosen generation, a, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people built for the purpose of God. You were built, go back to verse, verse uh, 2, verse 5 tells us, you are lively stones. You are living stones built for a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifice. God builds altars with lively, lively stones. And there's a stone that God wants to lay in us so that you're well internally, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically. You listening to me? There's a stone of righteousness. There's a stone that the builders rejected has now become the chief cornerstone. Who is that? Jesus. Jesus is that stone that is laid in your heart. He's called the rock of ages. He doesn't change. He's always good. But we feel like we're unstable, inconsistent. But I prophesy to you in the name of Jesus, there is a stone of righteousness about to be laid in your heart. A stone that you don't go back to the old man. You don't go back to that old lifestyle. You're a new creature. And that old man is, the Bible says you are dead with Christ and you're, you are dead and your life is hidden with Christ. You're already dead. I'm already dead. We are dead. We are dead and our life is hidden with Christ. And if we walk in the newness of life and we walk in the spirit, Colossians 3 verse 3, as we're done, we're going to pray for you. We've already been crucified. 
for you are dead. I'm dead. You want to know when I have problems in my life? When I let the old man rise back up. When I don't get up every morning and crucify my flesh. That's when I struggle. That's when the fears come and the worries come. But when I get up and I crucify my flesh and I walk by faith, the devil cannot stop me. And the stronger you get in God and the greater you get as a man of God, you realize you can't do nothing by yourself. So you got to get up and die. Every morning you say like, Paul, I'm dead. I'm crucified with Christ. You are dead. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. That's where life is when we die, when we surrender. And here we are fighting, listening to other voices, frustrated and weary and tired, going back and forth, eating the wrong things spiritually. And because we eat the wrong things spiritually, we go back like a dog to the vomit. This is for us. You're not a dog, you're a king. You're not an animal. You're not a cre a, 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 a lowly, uh, you're, you're, you're meant to be a king. You're not made to live from the scraps. You're made to sit at the table of the Lord as a king. He is king of kings and Lord, and you've been made to walk that way. But you've got to believe that about you. I know you were wounded. I know you were broken. I know you were not affirmed. I know your parents didn't call you who you were. I know all your life you were broken and there's a voice in your head. This is not the voice of your heavenly father. This is the voice of, of, of your earth, the earthly father of lies. He's the father and he tells you you're not good enough. He tells you you're never going to make it. He tells you it's never going to change. He tells you there's no way out of this thing. He's a liar and he's the father of lies. You've got to choose to believe another voice. Jesus came to give you life and give you life abundantly. The thief has come to kill and to steal and to destroy. John 10 verse 10 says the thief comes to steal. He's coming to steal from you. He's coming to rob you of your joy, rob you of your peace, rob you of your joy. Sin is costly, sir. The pleasures of sin are for a season, but it's costly. You can't eat right. You can't breathe right. You can't sleep right. You don't like you, you don't like anybody, you don't like your family, you don't like your wife, you don't like the dog, you hate everybody because you don't like you. Sin is costly. It costs. It's a high price. The wages of sin is death, which means separation from God. And the further you are from God, the further I am from God, the worse I become. When I'm close to God, I can do anything. When I'm walking away from God and I'm walking far from him, you don't want to see that man. You don't want to see that woman you become. I'm dead. The thief comes to steal. He comes then to kill his job. See, he doesn't stay at, at stealing your joy. He doesn't stay at stealing your peace. He doesn't stay at stealing your finances. He's come to take what's not his. And he is a thief. And your children don't belong to him. Your body doesn't belong to him. Your mind doesn't belong to him. When you came to God, everything you have is his. You are now his. You've been bought with a price according to Corinthians. But the devil comes to steal what is not his. And he does it through words. The thief comes. Keep reading that verse. But I have come. The thief comes. But I have come. The only way God and the devil are the same. They come the same way. They come in the thoughts. They come in the ideas. They come. They come in the, in the thought realm. You're not good enough. You're never going to make it. You're not going to change. It's not going to give up. And you hear that word long enough. You finally make a belief system out of that word and whatever you believe you create all things are possible to them that believe whatever you believe you create not just good things anything you believe you create you can make a stronghold out of a lie but I declare the devil is a liar and a thief and those thoughts have to bow those lies have to bow those words that make you feel horrible about yourself they must bow to the name of Jesus the thief comes to steal then he comes to kill it means to rob life to squeeze the life out of you. When he's coming, it, you just have no life in yourself, no joy within yourself, no rest within yourself. Then ultimately his goal is to destroy. Isn't killing and destruction the same? No. God raises the dead. 
but destruction, the Bible calls of the second death. His ultimate goal is to take us to a devil's hell, which you were not made for. I was not made for hell. We don't preach hell anymore. When's the last time you heard a message about hell, the lake of fire? When's the last time you heard about the groans and the cries of the, of the eternal realm? When's the last time you heard the message about the rich man that, wasn't with, that, that didn't give anything to Lazarus? He was rich. He died. And he didn't give. He didn't serve God. And the Bible says he was in a torment. He, he, he desired that, that, that it would come and touch the tip, that it would touch the tip and he would be healed and be delivered from that bondage of, of sickness and sin. God wants us to be well. God wants us to be strong. God wants us to be revived. God wants us to be alive by the spirit of the Lord. When's the last time we've heard that message on hell, on, 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 on the, the, the time before time? I want to tell you by the spirit, God wants to grant you vision. He wants to grab you vision. He wants you to see, and the Bible says this rich man was in hell, and he desired, according to the scriptures, he desired that 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 uh, someone would touch the tip of water. He was in torment, and he said, I, I remember my brothers, and I remember my, my, my family. Let me go and warn them that they don't come to this place. And, and the Bible says if they don't believe the prophets, if they don't believe the messengers, you see, there's a time and a place for this. I'm not, I'm not, uh, and we, we've heard messages of fire and brimstone, messages that have, that have condemned. This is not what that's about. I want to tell you by the spirit, God wants to grant to you the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of power, the spirit of might, the spirit of counsel, to know the mind of God, to know the will of God, to know the direction of the spirit of God in your life so that you can hear by the spirit and know what God is saying and how you can operate in that newness of life by the spirit. I want to pray for you. That, that, that dimension of, of deception, that dimension of lies has to bow to the name of Jesus so that there can be freedom, so that there can be deliverance. The devil, the devil is a liar and his job is to steal, his job is to kill, and his job is to destroy. His job is to take what doesn't belong to him. His job is to offer, uh, uh, offer us a, a, a crumb and to keep us bound and to keep us lost and to keep us broken. But I prophesy in the name of Jesus, God wants to bring you life and life abundantly. Life supernaturally. Life that causes healing and restoration and wholeness. Life that causes the goodness of his spirit to be seen. I prophesy in the name of Jesus, there is healing that wants to come. There is breakthrough that wants to come. There is restoration that wants to come. That by the purpose of God, there will be newness of life. The devil doesn't want you to realize there is a hell, but there also is life. John 10 verse 10 says, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And he wants to destroy us in the second death in, in, in a, a lake of fire where there's torment and destruction. That's not, well, you say, how is that possible? How is that? How can that even exist? We can't even fathom that. Let me tell you by the spirit, God never made you for hell. God made you for heaven. The hell was made for the devil and his angels. Hell was made for the devil and it, not for us. Not for us. Not, we were not made for hell. We were made for heaven. We were not made for this realm. We were made for the spiritual realm. We were made for the glory of the Lord and the power of God to be seen in all that we do. The enemy doesn't want you to hear this word. But I want to tell you about the spirit. The devil comes to number one, to steal. I'm going to pray with you. He comes to kill. And then the second death to bring destruction. Destruction is greater than death. It is, it is that which is irreparable, unrepairable. The three dimensions and his lies increase from stealing to killing to destroying in a devil's hell. And it does exist. Do not believe this lie. There is a doctrine going on right now. A pit, a, a lie from the pit of hell. There is no hell. We, we don't go. It doesn't exist. There is a lie from the. Jesus spoke about hell. The flame. Who can escape the flames of hell if we don't have Jesus? None of us deserve it. But that's why Jesus died. So we don't have to live there. Verse number 10 says, the thief comes to steal, to kill and destroy. But I have come. He came to give you life. He came to give you joy. He came to give you rest. He came to give you restoration. I have come. How does it come in your mind, in your thoughts? Just a thought, I love you, son. Just a thought, I love your daughter. Just a thought, it's going to be okay. But sometimes the lie is louder than the word of God. Sometimes the, the, the deception is louder than the promises of God. And see, a generation who has worshipped the creator above the creation and they've turned the truth of God into a lie. They, can, they take the lie and make it reality and make the truth a lie. I come that you would have life, that you would have it more abundantly. I want to pray for you. I'm out of time. 
I want to tell you that God wants to grant to you favor and blessing and increase. He wants his power, his victory, his authority to come upon us as men and women, that we would be whole, that we would be strong, that we would be well, and that the fire of his presence would visit our generation. I want to pray with you. If you're listening to me, let me encourage you listening. You are a son or daughter of God. You've been chosen. You are a king and a priest. Go back to 1 Peter 2 verse 9. Let me read this to you. Here is what God sees you as. It says, but you are chosen generation. God didn't call you. He chose you. The last generation is chosen. They carry gifts and abilities no other generation has. You got a gift in you. And that's why it's so hard. You got an ability in you that no other generation had. That's why the torment and the war is so great in your mind because your, your power and your authority will be like no other. You're not called, you're chosen. You're a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. Hear that, you're royalty and you're a priest of God. You've been called a king and a priest by the Lord. That's your calling to be a priest. You, you're, you're a king in business, the king in the world, but you're also called to be a priest in the house of God to do duties and serve in the things of God. A holy nation. See this flag behind me? I pray for America. I pray for South Africa. My loyalty is not to this nation above the kingdom of God. There's a nation greater than this nation. And that nation is the kingdom of God. I am a citizen of another kingdom. And that kingdom has my loyalty. And I pray for America. And I pray for the kingdom of God. And I pray for different, different realms in the world. But my loyalty must be to the kingdom of God. You are a holy nation. You are a peculiar people. You're different. You're not ordinary. You're, you're, you're made different. You're made with different abilities and different graces and different power, different anointing. You're made peculiar. The word peculiar is not just weird. The word peculiar, it means to be different. It, it means, it is the word pre, uh, per, upoasis, preservation, possession, property, obtaining, preserving. You're a preserving generation. You are salt and light. One thing salt does is it is a preservative. You put salt on meat to preserve it. Back in the days, they didn't have refrigerators. They preserved meat with salt. You're a preserving people. Salt preserves, light preserves. The darkness is coming. Yes, it's coming everywhere. It's increasing, but the light will be brighter. You're that light that you should show forth the praises of him that called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. I'm going to pray for you today. I'm going to ask that God would seal the word, the word of who you are, not the word of who you're not, that he would begin to work internally and he would begin to make well and make alive. Every place the devil took, God is going to give it back 30, 60, and a hundredfold. Let me agree with you. Heavenly Father, I'm going to ask you to put your hands up as a point of contact. Grab the phone. Grab it with two hands. Grab it. And we're going to pray right now. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I send the word of God to my brother as they grab that screen now. I ask in the name of Jesus that you would heal, that you would deliver. I speak to that man of God now. I speak to that woman of God now. I declare they are a living altar. And they were made for your glory. And they were made for your best. The thief has come. Yeah, he's still. Yes, he's killed. And yes, he's tried to destroy. But you came to bring life. And you came to bring overflowing life. Not just living, but living overflow. Living mentally overflowing. Emotionally, your cup is not going to be full. Your cup is going to run over. Run over in your spirit. Run over in your mind. Run over in your emotion. God is going to work on the inside. And heal on the outside. God's not done yet. He's a God of overflow. He's more than enough in your health, more than enough in your mind, more than enough in your finance, more than enough. I ask you, God, for every hearer of the word today, I pray you give wisdom and you give counsel and you make clear to them who they are and what they're called to walk out. I pray that the grace of the spirit would seal the word today, that every hearer would be strengthened inside, healed on the inside, restored on the inside. This is your mighty man and woman of God. And you've picked them and chosen them. And I seal them by the Holy Ghost for destiny, for change, and for the glory of the Lord to be seen on their life. 
I ask this now in the name of Jesus. We say amen. We say it's done. And we say it is so in Jesus' mighty name. If you agree with the man of God, somebody type amen. Somebody type it is so. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Amen. I'm excited. Uh, the, The grace of the Lord is in the studio. We're here today getting ready for our raising the altar starting in just two days. But there is something supernaturally here in the, in the in the studio. I can feel the presence of the Lord. I'm glad you're with us. We're praying that God's favor, if you were blessed, let me ask you to quickly hit that share button. Did this message minister to you? I don't know about you, but it ministered to me. I'm feeling the presence of the Lord. I'm going to ask you, if you were blessed, hit that share button. Take a minute, hit that share so the offering of a share share it once share it twice if you were blessed share it five times i believe god is going to increase our obedience we're praying for you thank you for sharing 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 thank you pastor Medi, sister lisa thank you kathy johnson welcome to the podcast i saw brother livingston on here the lord bless you uh sister natalie welcome thank you for being with us sister anna all of you joining us wherever sister deborah we pray the blessing of the lord upon you and the fire of god would minister to you uh johnson so good to see you melissa again thank you thank you for being with us we're praying god's favor and God's goodness over you, over your family, over the generations. And I pray that God will have minister mightily to you. And thank you for being with us on our podcast. Again, this is the senior pastor of This Rock International. God is moving mightily. And we're grateful that you were with us on our Freedom Global podcast. If you were blessed, please share this. Even on the replay on Charisma Podcast Network, please be sure to share that. You can find more information about the ministry at thisrockinternational.org. They're going to put that on the screen for those listening, thisrockinternational.org. You can find more information about the ministry, and we're believing for God's favor over you and your family. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you for listening to Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast with Apostle Nathaniel Leon. Stay up to date with our latest episodes by subscribing on your favorite podcast app, YouTube, or by liking us on Facebook at This Rock International. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed day.